All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be telling Hong Kong stories. Lots of gems, lots of chain inch punches, lots of, they say, never meet your heroes unless your hero is Sammo Hung. Let's get to it. And every day I practice martial <laughs> Yo, Dre, how you doing, man? I am good, Sifu. How are you? I don't know. I feel the energy's a little weird tonight, <laughs> to be quite honest, eh? We are... That's what it is. We are recording it's on tonight. a... night. Well, we're recording on a Friday right. night, which we almost never do. We barely do. Yeah. I, we've I, tried. We've done it maybe a couple of times. Maybe a couple of times. Every right? time it gets very unhinged. I feel like yes. we need to bring out the hot wings up on this month. Right. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, so I have a... Uh, we yeah. have a, a student in our Brooklyn branch yeah. under Sifu Ethan. He's mm-hmm. now a Sifu himself. Sifu yeah. Seth. Sifu Falk. Seth. And he says he's got all the sauces for a hot ones. And so he wants to do a hot ones episode. Of course, obviously, we're copying the hot ones guy or okay. whatever, right? But uh, basically, yeah, I answer uh-huh. a question every time I eat a chicken wings with hotter sauce on it or whatever. So well, we're, we're all eating them. Let's yeah. put it that way. So yeah. we're going we're, we're gonna, to, we're gonna, he wants to do that soon. Wait. So that'll be fun. So anyway, here we are for another episode of the Kung Fu Genius this Podcast. Is, uh, this is going to be a special episode. It I is going to be a special episode because, because in the last few episodes, yeah. uh, whether, well, we did a special Beardy episode. Oh. With Mikey, we did a, we also did a special topic episode. We, oh, we did, yeah. uh, if all the Bruce Lee characters were real and they fought mm-hmm. each other, who would be the king? Did that air yet? Uh, well, by the time this one comes out, it oh, would have because we recorded man. it before. Oh, Se- stop playing, bro! Se- sequential order. Yeah. Yo, is, stop playing. This is bro. what I mean about the. This is what I mean about the energy being weird, right? Oh, so because weird. normally when we record, it's on a Saturday morning, and oh, this energy just- is not even awake yet at that time, right? <laughs> and here we are. It's yeah. like I, I, I've been teaching mm-hmm. since noon. It's now eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I've been teaching pretty much nonstop. I had a little short interlude for a little bit of a mm-hmm. workout. But it's been nonstop for me. I've been and driving have, since ten thirty in the morning. Oh, that's right, because yeah. you have a you have a new bit Uber. of a, a new career change, Uber. right? You are an Uber driver, I'm right? An Uber. Wow. Three can horse. you can you imagine if someone <laughs> gets in the Uber? It's like, yo, are you driving? Yo, I, you, I, the, you know what? I doubt that would ever happen. But you know what? You driving an Uber is like a Dryson hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> someone would go in there and be like, wait, what's going on Wait, here? What's happening? With so all the yacht him? rock playing. Is that him? Yeah. yeah yacht so rock all day, bro. Before we get started, yeah. Uh, the best way to support the Kung Fu Genius podcast yeah. is on Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash the Kung Fu Genius. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the Kung Fu Genius podcast and get access to episodes early. Higher levels of support get all sorts of special goodies, and there are a bunch of things on there that are uh, not available elsewhere. My Instagram subscriber reels, instead of subscribing me uh, to me on Instagram, you can also just support me on Patreon, and you'll get all that stuff there. So, uh, yes, uh, forget YouTube. YouTube barely supports us. Um, I made a, a, a reference to that a, a few oh. episodes ago with, I don't know if it was with you, I think it was with Mikey, where I talked about how much money did I actually make from the drug letters video. Oh, I remember this. Be- yeah, you because even, 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 as, even as late as today, someone goes like, oh, yeah, Mel, anyone will do anything for a buck. Like, <laughs> not even yeah, getting a buck. No, I don't think you understand how, like, unless you are the, a major YouTuber where each video you have is in the millions. upper hundreds of thousands and millions. Yeah. You're really not making anything, Mm -hmm. all right? So uh, if you want to support your favorite Kung Fu podcast out of New York City, 
Uh, then uh, go ahead and support us on Patreon. The link for that is in the description below. Below, right there. So uh, we have in the past, uh, you know, our, our general format for the podcast is an AMA, an Ask AMA. Me Anything episode. And what we do is we take questions either from Instagram, usually from YouTube, and also from our Patreon. Patreons, by the way, get first dibs on questions. And uh, I answer them and, you know, give my takes and give my perspective on those things if cool. I even have one to give. And occasionally we will do special topic episodes where we either take down the most famous charlatan on uh, YouTube, uh, Beardy, oh. or, uh, you know, in the past, especially in season one, we had like castle stories, fight quest. We had all of those. Yeah. And people have always asked me to do a Hong Kong stories episode. How come you haven't done a Hong Kong story yet? So I'll, be, I'll, that. I'll be quite honest. The reason I haven't done a Hong Kong stories episode right. Is because most of the stories are not stories I feel comfortable talking about. So, so the um, the the real, no. I mean, the closest thing we did to a Hong Kong stories episode, I mm -hmm. suppose, was the fight was quest, the fight quest. Uh, episode. Because okay. right? that whole episode that was in Hong was, Kong was in Hong Kong was basically about that. And there's a, a lion share crazy? of good stories. Here. Yeah. Every time you tell me that story, I always picture it being here that all that stuff is happening. And I don't oh, like know in your why. head. Yeah. I don't know why it's right. happening here in right. the hallway. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's because you you never actually had been to the Langting gym, unfortunately. So if you had been there, you would like place sure, sure. it in there, right? Yeah. So I mean, the the reason, like I said, is because I can't really tell most of the stories, and I'm not saying that to be like uh, you know to be cheeky, <laughs> like being oh, respectful. To oh, I have like yeah. all these stories, and I can't tell uh, you guys. The problem is that uh, I have stories that concern various sifu. Okay. And uh, a lot of those seafoods are still around. And you, so sometimes these stories, like, the first thing is some uh, stories might not put certain people in a good light. Okay. And other stories I wouldn't tell just because I'm friends with certain seafood. And if I told stuff about them on my podcast, mm -hmm. it would be just kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, it Yo, would be like, well, it'd be, even if it was positive, I would just feel it's like it's somewhat taking advantage of the friendship. Now, I have talked mm -hmm. a lot about Sifu Chanchi Man. Yes. So I suppose, uh, you know, unfortunately, he, he passed away. And uh, but I do, you know, uh, I do talk about him uh, quite a bit because he was he me. was a very important mm -hmm. person in my life. And you had the chance to meet him, too, yeah. which I'm very grateful yeah, for. He was really cool. So what I've decided is, well, we can talk about like some stories and experiences I've had in Hong Kong. Yeah. But there may be some stories that either would oh, have to be for a Patreon right. only episode or uh, I'm just straight up not going to say. Now, one time you told me that you've been to Hong Kong more times than you've been to Brooklyn. Yes, which is a bit of a joke. It's I mean, a joke. Uh, but I, I live, for people who are yeah. not familiar to New York, New uh -huh. York City is divided into five boroughs. Uh -huh. You have Manhattan, you have Queens, you have Brooklyn, you have Bronx, and you and have Staten you Island. St all right? Staten, Staten Island. Island might as well be Jersey for, all, for <laughs> as far as we care, right? Jersey, it's yeah. literally Jersey, yeah, right? It's right there. And it's it's uh, it's the most suburban of all the boroughs. Right. My uh, late podcast partner, uh, Big Sean Madigan, lived in Staten Island. Ooh, and the whole, okay. like, real New York City versus... Because technically, he still lived in New York yeah. City in Staten Island. And we used to throw barbs at each yeah. other about him I'm being right in Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah. Staten Island too. That's right. You, well, you basically live yeah. in, in suburbia now, so, you know, <laughs> you might as well be in Staten Island. Might as well yeah. be. Yeah. So we used to, we used to no. uh, you know, trade barbs about, like, you know, I would make fun of Staten Island, yeah. how you, you need, like, a ferry and 10 boats and yeah. a car and a Sherpa to get there from New York City. And uh, he would make fun of my hair or something like that, right? <laughs> I miss Big Sean, too. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was, the thing I like about Staten Island is this idea that, like, you know, 
uh, was it New York and New Jersey have been fighting over it for years, right? But the fight is which one gets it? And Jersey's <laughs> like, uh, no, you can have it. And then New York's like, no, we're fine. It's no, yours. Yeah, exactly. it's cool. Each one is trying to disavow it, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, everyone, just want to let you know Wing Chun Illustrated is now offering a paperback edition through Amazon, reaching a larger global market. And no, they're not ditching the glossy magazine edition through MagCloud. You can now simply choose the version of this magazine you prefer and the one with the cheapest shipping wherever you live. Order your copy of Wing Chun Illustrated today across 12 Amazon marketplaces with free shipping for Prime members. Go and check that out. But actually, Staten Island's quite nice. I've been there a few times, and uh, I used to go visit Big Sean twice. out there, yeah. But I, uh, I don't really go to Brooklyn uh, uh, that often. Actually, now, look, I've been to Brooklyn. All right, look, let's be, let's be honest yeah. here. I've been to Brooklyn more times than I've been to Hong Kong, okay. all right? But I don't go to Brooklyn often. We have a branch in Brooklyn. It's great, Brooklyn Wing Chun, yes. shout out. Uh, but I'm not like, I feel especially after I had kids, I'm not cool enough to go to Brooklyn. Like every, you know, you know what, you know, kind of, kind of drives me nuts about Brooklyn uh-huh. is that everyone there is like so ultra hip and cool, but they try so hard to look like they're not trying to be hip and cool. But you can see that oh, they no. have to really work hard uh-huh. to look like they're not trying to look as hip as they do. Uh, and I always feel like I'm not kind of up to date. On, I got way too much dad energy walking walking in Brooklyn with my dad jeans and dad stuff like jeans, that. It's like, yeah. nah, it's, I'm just not oh, cool enough, man. right? And I really uh, like no. Queens. I love Queens. And, and now I've moved around a lot in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was born in LA. I grew up in Jersey. I went to high school in Seattle. I lived in Germany. I've been here, there, yeah. and everywhere. But now at this point in my life... You don't want to move around anymore. Well, I've lived in Queens longer, longer than I've lived than... anywhere else in my life. Oh. Yeah. So I, I, I'm... Yeah, I've been wow. in Queens. And I, yeah, I, did, I had an apartment in Manhattan once because that's the dream, right? Everyone's like, yeah. yo, you got to <laughs> live in Manhattan. I had an apartment in Manhattan right here in Midtown. Yeah. It was the size of a shoebox. Right. But I was like, yeah, Mikey, I'm in Manhattan, been, right? Mikey's been to my apartment in Manhattan. <laughs> I had a Manhattan apartment. So anyway, I do in fact still live in Manhattan. Oh yes, that's right. I'm fancy. North Manhattan, yeah, way north Manhattan. Postcode snobbery may be a real thing, but I'm still in Manhattan, and I will cling on to that. (laughs) Cling until I eventually get out of that stabilized apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I've kind of avoided Hong Kong stories because every time I put pen to paper and I go, okay, what stories can I tell? Ah, crap, can't tell that one. Uh, because, you know, I'm still friends with this guy, but I'm yeah. maybe not that close to this Should guy just anymore. just tell it and have, you know, my man Andrew just bleep out, bleep, bleep out the bleep names, out right? stuff. And then for the Patreon supporters, yeah. they get the version without the bleeps. Yeah. And then the Patreons can make deals with non-Patreons. Like, y'all, I'll let you see the video yeah. for five bucks. You know? <laughs> I mean, so the whole episodes will be like, so, and then this, and beep, <laughs> and you know, the, oh, and it was just like all day. Exactly. Redacted. So I figured maybe maybe no. what we'll do is we'll start. I can talk about my first trip. I was going to ask you yeah. about your first trip. That was in 1999? No, it was in 1996. Son. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 96. So yeah, so my first trip, mm-hmm. my first trip was actually a, a high school graduation gift from my parents. Oh. Uh, apparently I did so poorly in high school, my parents were just happy that I graduated. <laughs> And they're like, this, this is this as far as uh, uh, education like, is concerned. This is his crowning wild. achievement right here, right? So uh, yeah, when I graduated uh, in 1996 from high school, I was still living out in the Seattle area. Mm. My parents were like, uh, "Hey, you want to go anywhere as like a graduation gift? You know, like what do you want to do?" And I said, uh, "I want to go to Hong Kong because at that point, 
I had already been training in the non-classical Wing Chun in Seattle for about three years. Okay. And so I had, you know, after all my, after I'd gotten my Taekwondo black belt, you know, I lived in Seattle. I was finally now able to do Wing Chun in some form, which Mm -hmm. I had wanted to do since I was a little kid. And I uh, started with a Chinjo Wing Chun, which is a non-classical variant of uh, James DeMille. And and, uh, uh, there's some Ed Hart influence in there as well. And uh, so I was doing that and really super into it. But of course, I was also a Hong Kong movie nerd. In Seattle, we had Scarecrow Video, which was like one of the most famous video rental places. At that time, you know, uh-huh. this, this dates us when we're talking about video stores, yeah. right? Like all the, yeah. the young kids of be which we have three that listen to us. Yeah, be kind and rewind. <laughs> What's a video store? Used to go to places, uh-huh. look at videos, and then rent them for two days right. and uh, bring them back. You had to bring them back. And uh, Scarecrow Drop Video in, in Seattle was like this two-floor, huge video rental store. Why and it Scarecrow? Was, it's called Scarecrow Video. It's in Seattle. Everything in Seattle is gothic and dark and shitty. And uh, so, but a Scarecrow Video was awesome. And okay. we used to go to Scarecrow Video like uh, every Friday. And they had like a whole section of Hong Kong films. And that's where I really had the chance to see all of those Hong Kong films that I uh, couldn't really see growing up because I wasn't quite close enough to New York to go to Chinatown and watch mm. those movies. Mm. So, uh I started like watching all the Jackie Chan movies. I got all the Gordon Liu movies. I got all the uh, Sammo Hung, everything. So, you know, as a teenager, I just started watching all that stuff. VHS in in Chinese, yeah. usually Cantonese, sometimes Mandarin with subtitles. And that was like, that was like, I really got to see these movies in their original format. And uh, obviously from Wing Chun and Bruce Lee and watching all these movies, I just wanted to go to Hong Kong. So uh, it just turned out that my parents at that time, uh, both actually had a reason to go to Hong Kong for business. And so they basically brought me along on one of their business trips. Oh, wow. And so uh, it was September of 1996. So we flew to, I remember we flew from Seattle to San Francisco, from San Francisco to Hong Kong. Hmm. And uh, when I, in 1996, it was still the old Kai Tak Airport which uh, if you ever see the old movies of Hong Kong, wow. that's the airport that was in the, the middle of Kowloon like City. On your head. Yeah, the plane is on your head. <sighs> and that was absolutely wild. Like when you see Enter the Dragon, the mm-hmm. opening, and everyone is kind of coming into Hong Kong, you see, um, you know, like the planes just barely, like just going right over the roofs and stuff. Yeah. It was one of the wildest airports <clears throat> for anyone. Uh, and apparently pilots... Either they needed special training or something to even land a plane special in Hong Kong. Or yeah. Something, yeah. And it really, um, it, I, so, I, so even before you get in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. like the big thrill was landing at Kai Tak Airport. So my <laughs> very first trip, because shortly after they opened the new Hong Kong International Airport. So like the one where you came, like it's a new right. super fancy yeah. airport, right? But, but back then it was still the old so school. So that was the only time you landed in this airport? Yes, well, the first time. So I st- and, that was, and it was still a Brit- Hong Kong was still a British colony then because oh, it was handed dip. over in 97. All right. Dip. Yes. So I, I still got to go to Hong, like British colonial Hong Kong. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm always quite jealous of Sifu David Peterson, who's, uh, uh, one of Wong Sun Leung's most outstanding disciples. Cause yeah. he's, he had gone to Hong Kong so often, like in the eighties and mid like, I, I really wish I could have gone to colonial Hong Kong, uh, more often. Okay. Like, uh, it's just that because of my age, I wasn't quite old enough yeah. yet. And, because there's just something like when I watch those films from the 80s, 
about like old British Hong Kong that like I mm. there's something just kind of cool about it. Okay. And I know that not everything was cool about colonial rule in Hong Kong, but I mean, just culturally, this kind of mix of these two cultures was right. very, very cool. And uh, so, but arriving in the airport, I remember uh, looking out my window and as we were landing, I looked, I could see into the window of an apartment and I saw a family eating dinner. Wow. <laughs> While the plane is about to land. Like that's like how that kind of close you intense. got. Yeah. And, uh, and I just re like, I just remember the plane coming into Hong Kong. I saw like the skyline and it reminded me of the opening of Enter the Dragon. And then the plane like banked sharply and turned and then landed and you're like, holy, it was crazy. It was absolutely wild. Um, I have photos from that trip. They're Ooh. really, really great. Uh, and uh, there I was. And we stayed in Sha Tin, uh -huh. which is in the New Territories. You remember the Bruce Lee exhibit? Did yeah. we go to the Bruce Lee exhibit you when you were there? That's, it, that's Sha Tin. Got so it. I, I stayed All in the scooters everywhere. Yeah, I stayed yeah. in a hotel in Sha Tin, which is in the New Territories. And uh, that then one of the coolest things happened to me. What? Which is that I met I, Sam O'Hara. Yes, he just popped right? up out of nowhere. It just like blew my mind because, <laughs> uh, you know, it was weird. Like when, when, when I was a kid, it was like I saw Bruce Lee. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to be Bruce Lee. Then I started watching Shaw films in the early 80s when they would show on TV. It's like Gordon Liu and all. Like, wow, look at this. Kung Fu is amazing, right? Then as a teenager, I started to see Jackie Chan's films like Project A and all those and watching the stunts and everything and just being blown away. Yeah. And then I saw Sam O'Hung. And I said, this dude can do everything yeah. Jackie Chan can do, but he's like on a way bigger frame. Right. And I just thought he was funny and great. Like for me, Sam Hung was my favorite Ooh, at that time. Out of all of them. Out of all of them. If like five minutes before I randomly met Sam Hung as an 18-year-old <laughs> in Hong Kong, if you asked me, who would you rather meet, Jackie Chan or Sam Hung? I would have told you Sam Hung. And so it was in the morning. It was breakfast time. I was down there with my parents. We we're having our Hong Kong. I was eating something called kanji. I'm like, they're like, do you want Western breakfast or do you want kanji? And I'm like, kanji, kanji, whatever. I'll what take is, that. What's a, you kanji, know is, what it was. kanji is right. I didn't know then. Yeah. Right. Kanji is like rice gruel. It's like watery, soupy rice with meat in it or different ingredients in it. I love it. It's awesome. So I'm like, oh, I got it. And I'm like, and I'm eating this. I'm like, it's like watery rice. I mean, I, like, I thought it was good. Yeah. But I'm like, this is weird for breakfast. Right. <laughs> but it was great. Okay. And while I'm eating my kanji. Sam Hung and his wife, Joyce Gidenzi, walk right in front of me. And I just, I remember just going. <laughs> you spit your kanji out? I almost spit my kanji out. There's a white rice gruel all over my face. And I, I was, because also uh, by that point, I realized, oh, dude, this like chubby guy who can do all the stuff Jackie Chan can do. Oh, he's Is, the same guy who fought Bruce Lee in the opening of Enter the Dragon. Yeah. You just realized that. No, I, I knew that, that already before I went to Hong Kong. Okay. So. When I first saw him, it was like, oh, my God, it's Sam Hung. Yeah. And, oh, my God, he fought Bruce Lee. Yeah. And then suddenly I became so nervous because I hadn't, at that point in my life, with the, except, well, I had met, actually, I had a, a fight in front of James DeMille, Bruce Lee's third student. I right. talked about that before. At the tournament at a school where I fought. and I beat like the, a, I beat a year the, or two before that. It was probably a year before. And okay. I beat the jiu-jitsu guy in front yeah. of James DeMille. So I had met, James DeMille was the first guy I met who knew, knew Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Okay. And he was super cool and it was on the martial arts side. But now he was the first time I saw someone who was in a movie with Bruce Lee. Mm. And then it was just like, oh. Because arguably, like, James DeMille, like, uh, he didn't know Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee was famous. He knew Bruce Lee early on. 
But here's uh, someone who was with Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee was famous. Okay. Right? Right. And so At the I, height I was, of his fame. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, I was so nervous. And um, I asked the waiter, I said, uh, uh, do you think I can uh, get a photo or an autograph from Samo? And then uh, he says, I will ask him, right? And then um, he comes back and he says, yes, Samo said he can uh, take a photo with you when he's done eating. Okay. And then I ran up to the hotel room to get, <laughs> to I, had, get I had a book written oh. by Bay Logan, right? Okay. Who would later become one of my friends, right? It's called Hong Kong Action Cinema. Yeah. And it had a whole chapter That's on, a whole other story, by the way. I need yes. to know that story. We'll tell that story sometime. Okay. We, we, we and, can and, tell it and this I have, episode. I have a whole chapter. It has a whole chapter on Sammo Hung. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have to have Sammo sign the chapter about him. Wow. All right? So I, I, got, I got the book. I was there. I was waiting. I was waiting for him <laughs> to come <laughs> out. And Sammo yeah. Hung came out. And you know they say, never meet your heroes. Yeah. And I will say, unless your hero is Sammo Hung. Because okay. uh, since then, I've met a number of Hong Kong celebrities and other like Western David celebrities. David Carradine well. was one Jesus of your heroes, Christ, right? Don't even get no. Funny, I was going to mention that too. <laughs> Unbelievable! How dare you bring up David Carradine's name so close to Sammo Hung's name? Oh, a no. maestro of film and an absolute hack. Okay, oh, 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 which right. one? Huh? <laughs> he's so. He said, "Which one? Which one you're referring to is the hack?" You skate on thin ice, son. <laughs> You're skating on real thin ice. All right? I'll just, I'll tell you that right now. All right? You're skating on thin ice. All right? So anyway, uh, Sammo Hung came out. And Mm -hmm. this was actually before he did Martial Law, which was a TV show he did on CBS. You show me a clip of that. Yeah. And the first first season of Martial Law was great. And then they decided to get Arsenio and ruin it and try to make it into Rush Hour. And the show tanked. Um, but wow. if you watch the first season of, of Martial Law, it's actually quite good. Okay. And Samo does a lot of his own stunts, pretty amazing. That was actually my first um, introduction to Samo Hung was Martial Law. Yeah. Uh, before I even really knew anything about Hong Kong cinema. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck's this? This and, is awesome. And, and his wife, who is, uh, I think, half Chinese, half Australian, who spoke English, she coached him in English so he would be able to speak some English for martial law. But when I met him, it was just right before he did martial law, like maybe a year and a half, two years before martial law. Right. And he really didn't speak any English at all. But he came out and he tried. And he he was really nice. He made eye contact. He took photos with me. He signed my book. Mm -hmm. He was so cool. And of course, in hindsight, I'm like, oh man, I should have told him I do Wing Chun, or like, yeah. ah, I should have busted out some jelly. Like, no, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, um, but like, now it's like, oh, if I went back now because I have learned some Cantonese, I would have said something to him. Okay. But like, but I was, a, I was a, it, it would luck. We were lucky there was a uh, language barrier between us because I was a bumbling idiot. I was so <laughs> fangirling for Samo Hung. All right. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. thank right. you, thank yeah. you, Samo, thank you, Samo. Right? He was so nice to me. Yeah. He was, he was nicer than he needed to be. Mm-hmm. Sammo Hung was an absolute sweetheart. And that happened like in the second or third day of the trip. And yeah. if that was the only thing that happened to me on that trip, it would have been worth it. It was amazing. Yeah. So that's how it started. And basically my first trip, I was 18 years old. I, uh, I had a backpack and well, here, kiddos, back in those days, we didn't have things called smartphones or oh, no. we didn't have access to the internet in your pocket. Not yet. So when you wanted to know where yeah. to go, you had, to- you had a map. 
All right. <laughs> so I was walking around Hong Kong with a backpack. And so my parents, my man. parents, my parents had some things to do. Like they go like my my dad hung out with me a little bit. My mom was working, I remember. And then my dad would do something and I would just go off into Kowloon on my own. Mm-hmm. And I just had a backpack and I and that's why yeah, 18. Yeah. 19. And okay. that's why because you've been to Hong Kong with me and, yeah. you know, one of the things I think that weirds people out when when they go to Hong Kong with me is I can be in the middle of nowhere and I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a shortcut yo, right here. With, right. Yeah. Like I know all like the weird back alleys and like, oh, you know, like, no, yeah. we're not going to go this way. This is a shortcut right over here this way. And I, okay. I because even on my first trip, I just I walked everywhere. I looked at the map. I would look at the name of a street, and I'm like, that street sounds like it has an interesting name. Uh-huh. I'm going to go there. And I, uh. and I just looked up. At that time, I didn't know any Chinese, but I knew what the Wing Chun characters looked like. I knew what the character for Fist looked like, and I knew, like, I think Shaolin. So I knew, like, if I saw some things, I'm like, oh, there must be a martial arts school because the Fist is in, the, in, mm. in that signboard. I could see the word Fist. Oh, wow. And I would walk in, and it might be, like, a Thai boxing school or something okay. like that, right? And I just walked around and I, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It shows you like, you know, when you're 18, you're like full of confidence and low on brains. <laughs> uh, it, not like your brains get much right. better as you get older, but you just, oh, no. perhaps you have, you have some more confidence as you get older in some things and way less confidence in like what you think you know as you get older, right? And I uh, found the address to Jackie Chan's office. Oh, wow. And I just decided I was just going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, yeah, his at that time he had kind of like it's not really a studio, but he had a pretty solid place in uh, Kowloon Tong, which is the mm-hmm. area where Bruce Lee's mansion was, right. right there on the main drag Waterloo Road. He had this like, and it had this like big gate, and it had the Jackie Chan logo, which is like the dragon with the thing with his uh, name in it, Jackie, yeah. right? And I just saw it was like, because I was part of the, as a teenager, I was part of the Jackie Chan fan club. Okay. And I used to get, I think like every three months, I used to get like a booklet and it would say like what movies he's working on and everything, what? right? And it had the address in there for like the Hong Kong office. And so I just walked in <laughs> and, uh, and there was a lady there yeah. working, like, working there. Sweet lady, just like. And I was like, hi. Unbeknownst. I'm from America. Uh-huh. Is Jackie Chan here? <laughs> and the, la- what? the lady was. Could you imagine? The lady if he was, was there? so polite. She was so polite. She was like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry, Jackie Chan. He was probably like in the yeah. next room. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Jackie Chan is not here right now." Right. And then she, um, she gave me like some like a bunch of magazines like that Jackie was in and yeah. stuff. She gave me like a bunch of memorabilia. Yeah, she hooked me up. And like, even though I didn't get to meet Jackie yeah. Chan, like it was, I was like, I was at his office. I saw like his name and stuff on the wall and everything. That's there. Something. And it was a big deal. Yeah. And um, I didn't know at that time that Bruce Lee's mansion was right there because I, I was always a big Bruce Lee fan, but I wasn't like uh, a, you know, Bruce Lee lived at 41 Cumberland Road. I wasn't that geek until later. Okay. All right. I was a Bruce Lee geek, but I, you know, I didn't know like 41 Cumberland so Road. His, his so I kind of walked by the neighborhood, but I didn't know like where his house was or anything like you that. You probably walked by his house and even. No, know. no, no, because I, I only stayed on Waterloo Road. Okay. So, um, so anyway. That's uh, something. That, yeah, that was great. Just, just, How close was his office to Bruce Lee's house? Not that far. I mean, yeah. Kowloon Tong is just a small site. It's kind of like if you look at Manhattan and you say like Chelsea. Yeah. Just that one area. It's like mm-hmm. one part of Chelsea, other part of Chelsea is not really mm-hmm. that far, right? True. So, uh, yeah, it was something like that. 
And I just, I just kept walking. And like, I remember even this was before I started Leung Teng Wing Chun. Mm-hmm. I had uh, uh, the address to the Leung Teng Gym, 440 Nathan Road. Which is why I still remember that address to this day, not just because I had later gone there because I trained there, but also like because I had a map and I had the <laughs> numbers of everything. Yeah. Like the Leung Ting gym and this place and that place. And I went to the Leung Ting gym and I knocked on the door. <laughs> Which wow. is funny because in hindsight, the worst thing that could have happened to me is that someone would have been there. Yeah. Because, um, look, I was part of the Leung Ting Association for many years, but one thing they were never really good at is visitors. If you were like, if you showed up without an appointment, yeah. like, and knocked on the door, you would just be greeted by like a wall of people just turning around, looking like, why are you here? They're like always an assumption you're there to fight. Okay. It's like, you know, so yeah. I knocked on the door, there was no one there. No one I remember answers. there was an old man sitting there and he looked at me, he said, Wang Chun? Yeah. And I said, yeah. He says, uh. And I just kept reading. <laughs> and I just remember, I just remember like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm gonna go now, right? Yeah. And then, and then, so I had actually been to the door of the Lengting Gym uh, so about two years wild. before I started Lengting right. Wing Chun altogether. And back in those days, you still had telephone books. So that's actually Yo. how I found stuff. So you know what I did? It, there was a telephone book in our hotel in Shatin, and I opened up the yellow pages to Kung Fu. I'm like, I'm in Hong Kong. I need to find, I'm going to find Kung Fu. Uh And either it was in like K for Kung Fu or it was in martial arts. Mm. And there were a couple Mm. schools there, but I found a martial arts supply store on Hong Kong Island side. I think it's just called Kung Fu Supply Shop or something. And even the last time I was in Hong Kong, that place is still there, but they mostly just sell Thai boxing stuff now, Mm, right? So I went there and that's when I bought the Wing Chun Kun book. And I went and I bought a bunch of books there and stuff. I bought a Leung Ting videotape and I bought a few other things, right? And that was kind of how things started for me Mm. in terms of deciding I wanted to go to more classical Wing Chun. But that first trip to Hong Kong uh, was amazing. There were a few things that happened to me while I was by myself, which I will not tell on the podcast. Why not? Uh, So Tell something. So 18-year-old me um, walked into a massage parlor. (laughs) (laughs) 18-year-old me... Like I, at that time, at that uh-huh. point, I had learned in Chinatown in New York. There yeah. were places, uh, no, in uh, Seattle, there were places you can get a massage for like twenty bucks. At that time, it was in okay. the '90s, right? And they would like, you know, they would like, you know, grind you, yeah, like your neck and your yeah. shoulders, and they would do like thing and do the snapping of the, you know, I was yeah, like the snapping of the fingers thing, thing like, uh, donut. Yeah, and I just remember like because I was training a lot at yeah. that time, they were like work the back and stuff, and I'm like, wow, it's like it's so cheap in Chinatown. Like it must be cheap in Hong Kong. Right? Okay. And I walked into a place, not knowing what kind of place this was. <laughs> and the story is really funny. What? But I, I feel kind of weird tell telling it. You have to tell it. All right? You have um, to tell it. The fans so, want to know. So the lady gave me like a normal massage, right? Uh-huh. And she was really good. Yeah. Um, but I should have known something was weird about the place because when, when I when I went there, this smelled funny. No, no, no. The, the guy, the guy was like, "Okay, here's here's your locker." The and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, cool. I get a locker. Like, I never got a locker at a massage oh, place wow. in Chinatown, Seattle, yeah. right?" And he goes, uh, "And uh, there you go, take a shower first. And I'm like, "Oh, take a shower first." Like, I'm like, "Okay." Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm like, "Oh, cool." Like, because it was, uh, I got it cleaned I was, up. No, I was so sweaty anyway. Because Hong Kong is so yeah. hot. 
I'm like, all right, fine. So the guy gave me a robe and I went in. It was like a private shower. Man, I took a shower and everything. And then like, you know, he's like, okay, so you're going to go into this room. And I'm like, all right, great. Like I felt great. I took a shower. I'm going to get a massage, right? Yeah. I was 18 years old. Yeah, Jesus no, Christ. Yeah, I, no you know, about I, I, I think about myself yeah. back then. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. I wish I could go back, not just to avoid this weird experience, uh -huh. but like there was so much more I would have done knowing what I know about Hong Kong now. Oh, right. If I could go back to Hong Kong in 1996, mm -hmm. the pre- Handover time, like I would have, I would have looked because there's so many places that aren't don't exist anymore. There are kung fu schools that don't exist anymore, Damn. Wing Chun schools, and I didn't know that much on that first trip. And like now, in hindsight, the big thing that I really missed was uh, meeting Kwan Tak Heng. It was probably one of my biggest regrets. Wow. That's a right. story for another day. Anyway, the massage parlor. Yeah. So, legend of kung fu. Yeah, forget about that. The massage parlor. Yeah. That's what you want to hear about. So, the, the lady's giving me, like, a really good massage. Okay. And I was like, holy you, crap. Are you on your, on your stomach? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. And, and And she's, like, and she's she's on those, like, bars, and she was using her feet. And I remember no one had ever done she that before. She was standing on your back? No, no. She, yeah, yeah, she was oh, standing on the back. Okay. So, holding on, right? Okay. And I remember, like... She put her foot on my shoulder mm -hmm. and then used her other foot to like stretch out my uh, tricep. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. It was so, I'm like, oh, so amazing, right? And then she goes, turn over. <laughs> and my, so <laughs> my experience before is like, okay, turn over. And then she's gonna give me a head massage. <laughs> And, and and maybe and, and maybe a foot massage, right? Aww. So, <laughs> yeah. When, when, when I show you the photos of me on that first trip, you're gonna look. You go, oh, that poor, poor. that poor Rube. <laughs> and I turned over, right. and that was the first time I saw the lady because when I went yeah. in there, I went face down, uh -huh. and you just waited. And then I turned around and saw her and yeah. saw what she was wearing, oh. which was not a lot. Oh. And I remember just going, uh, because then the other problem is there's a massive language barrier. Yeah. And I said, and I turned around and she was, she wasn't naked. She was wearing something kind something of skimpy. skimpy. And, I, and I go, and that, that was the, mo and I tell you how, how slow I was at 18. Yeah. And, I, and I remember thinking to myself, mm, I think something's weird about this place. <laughs> and and, and, and they go like, that moment, no, because in my mind, they're going like, because you, uh -huh. you have to mention the dialogue in my head. Yeah. Wow, this is not like it, the way they do it in Seattle, <laughs> right? And she starts like uh -huh. motioning some things. Uh -huh. Like, you want this, you want that. And I'm going like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. And then I remember she was saying, uh, uh, gong me, gong which later I found this, like, what are you saying? What are you saying? And I'm like, uh -huh. um, uh, I go mad, like, like, because she, yeah. she didn't speak English. She didn't know what you were saying. And then she <laughs> goes for it, and I said, uh, no, uh, I already did that already. <laughs> and then I, I stood up and walked out, and I'm like, and, and I just remember, and I, and I looked at the guy and I said, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I, I know I still have more time. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for the whole thing. Don't worry about it. And yeah. I, I never put my clothes on so fast in my life. And I paid the guy the fee and I ran out of there. And yeah. I like, I was like, I, like I thought like, what? oh man, because then I heard stories like, oh, like there's some gangsters there. And like, maybe, oh, maybe, wow. maybe I offended them and now they're going to like take me and kill me or something. I was, I had, look, 
Yeah, I was 18, yeah. but I'm in a foreign country and a fo- uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I really made an effort to understand as much as I could about Chinese culture. Uh-huh. Because after my first trip to Hong Kong, I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there are things about this place I don't understand. Okay. So, uh, so that poor, was poor kid. So that kind of poor rounds kid. out my weird. Now it, it's yeah. kind of weird. This is the Kung Fu Genies podcast, Hong Kong stories, and so <laughs> far the biggest revelation is I met Samuel Hung and I walked into a, a house of ill repute yeah. and ran out. <laughs> <laughs> ran so, out, uh, like, so that was my first trip, and then it wouldn't be until so that was 1996, <laughs> and then my next trip to Hong Kong. Wouldn't have been until after I had already starting uh, after I had already done WT for a bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, ninety six. I go back to the you know I go back after that trip. Uh, about a year later, I start doing Leung Teng Wing Chun. I switch from the non classical Wing Chun to Leung Teng Wing Chun. I was mm-hmm. traveling to Vancouver, learning that. Got really into it, and then by ninety nine, I decided I'm going to ship myself off to Germany and do Wing Chun full time at Langenstein right. Castle for three years. Right. So that's what I did that. That's I started that and I came back to the States in 2002. Okay. And then I started City Wing Chun in 2002. And then about a year later, so I think it was 2003 was or could have been 2004. That was the first time I went back to Hong Kong. Wow. So uh, how did that So there had been like an eight year gap between my first trip and my yeah. second trip, right? And and then it was weird because then that time I went to the Leung Ting Gym, but this time not knocking as a as some naive 18-year-old. Right. Hi! I'm from yeah. Seattle. I would like to meet Lang Tang. Um, and uh, th- there I was like already actually a junior Wing Chun instructor in his association. So mm. then I was able to go in and see the place. And that was a whole different uh, kind of hmm. a different setup. But uh, wow. yeah, so there was, I, I guess, like a seven or eight year gap between my, my first and my second trip to Hong Kong. And then after that, then I would just return very regularly. And then just to train and stuff like that to train. And uh, so, you know, maybe once a year I would come for a short time. Uh, Did you go back one or to two that years massage I didn't go- parlor? <laughs> no. Uh, although although <laughs> to, I, do, I do remember, to, I do remember. Get revenge. I do remember the area it was in because it was across the street from a bookstore that I later went into. Oh, yes. And uh, I had gone to that bookstore years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remembered I was like, oh, because I have a very visual memory. I'm like, oh, man, that place, I think, was right across the street. But I look I don't think it was there anymore. No. Um, and I had a very odd experience uh, on that second trip to Hong second Kong. Second trip. Yeah. So the uh, second trip to Hong Kong, I uh, I was in Tim Sa Choi uh, and I was in a 7-Eleven. As you know, a 7-Eleven, there's a 7-Eleven. Every other store in Hong yeah. Kong is a 7-Eleven. And I was in 7-Eleven getting something to drink. And when I turned, I saw another Wing Chun Sifu. Well, actually, I wasn't, I was a junior instructor. I was not yet a Sifu at that time. I wouldn't become a Sifu, I think, until the following year. Mm-hmm. And I saw a Wing Chun Sifu in the 7-Eleven that I had recognized, also from the States. And his name was Ron Heimberger. <laughs> and okay. Ron Heimberger <laughs> was it. actually a former Leung guy who later jumped ship to Yip Cheng. And mm. I only knew who he was because, you know, I'd done all the research on all the different, you know, before I started teaching, I wanted to know who are all the other Wing Chun guys who are teaching in the States. Because I, I didn't know much about the classic traditional Wing Chun scene. I trained in Germany and it, uh, Germany at that time was WT country. So it was just all WT all the yeah. time. So I knew when I came back to the States, I go, well, WT, the Leung system is not as uh, spread out as it is in Europe. 
there are a lot of other Wing Chun guys in the U.S. So I did a little research. Who are the other guys who are teaching in New York? And, you know, I saw like Augustine Fong's guys and these guys and those guys. And who are the other guys who are teaching in other states? And Ron Heimberger was kind of the head instructor, I guess, for Yip Ching's U.S. Association. Right. right. So I knew who Ron Heimberger was by uh, from the Internet. Like, so I knew, I knew what he looked like and stuff like internet that. Internet was fresh back and then. And the internet was fresh then, right? Sheesh. So because I'm, you know, I, I have a very visual memory. I know what people look like. And, and so I... dial-up days. And so, yeah. Yeah, if someone picked up the yeah. phone, you, you were... Well, 2003 was already... I think things were starting to change. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I turned... And I remember I had like a spidey sense. And I'm like, I, feel like, I felt like someone was staring at me. And I turned around. And Ron Heimberger was in the 7-Eleven. And he was staring at you? And he was staring at me. But the thing is, I knew who he was because he was, you know, he was like the head of one of the major Wing Chun associations in the U.S. Where he, in the U.S.? Uh, I think it was in Utah, actually, okay. of all places. Um, but he, he had no business knowing who I was because right. at that time I had only been teaching for a year, year and a half in New yeah. York. And I'd like no one, people don't even know who I yeah. am today, right? <laughs> but back then, but I remember he looked at me and I could, and he kept looking at me in a way like I felt like he knew who I was because mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was locking eyes and he was like, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? But I remember he had a look on, a, on his face like he kind of knew who I was. Like he was surprised that you were there. Yeah, which is funny because like, I was... Oh, I was shit, Alex Richter is n- here. No, no, it wasn't like that. I didn't have any... No one knew who I was. Right. Maybe he just saw my face on my website. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. he also did what I did. You look at the websites, you see who's who, right? Yeah. But I had the very strong feeling, of course, I can't confirm it, uh, that he knew who I was, and he very quickly exited the Seven <laughs> Eleven. He he walked out with the shit that he he didn't pay for. No it. no no, I, I I don't I don't think he actually did that. But uh, he put I, his clothes on and left. I, I, I later found out that you know when he left the Leung Ting Association, there was a little bit of animus between him and Leung Ting. Oh. So I don't know if I I don't know because uh, unfortunately, Steve Ron Heimberger passed away a number of years later. So mm. I don't know, but I just remember it was a weird moment where I looked and he looked at me and, you know, you have the feeling that someone recognizes you. And I looked at him and he just bolted out of there, like bolted. And, you know, I'm hardly an imposing, scary looking guy. Yeah. But back then, even less so. Yeah. And so it wasn't like I'm like, like oh, I'm going to weep. But I, I later realized, because I didn't really know his backstory. I thought he was a Yip Ching guy, that he f- was a former Leung Ting guy. Yeah. And when he split... There was some bad juju between him and Leung Ting, and maybe he knew I was a Leung Ting guy, uh-huh. and maybe he would have assumed maybe I knew about that story, and maybe I was going to say something. Mm-hmm. Which, even if I had known that, yeah, I'm Why not going to go, "Yo, man, like, Yo, oh, Steve Leung Ting told Ting. me better that what's up with that." Like, yeah. I'm not that dude. Like, if I saw someone that was salty with my right. teacher or whatever, like, if it wasn't personal for me, I don't fight other people's battles. No, it's like you know. So, uh, but I just remember he bolted. And I just thought that was a really odd thing. He's like, I'm like, who's who's intimidated by me? Yeah. But I don't. But I don't know. And again, it's did you old, see him physically bolt out, or did you no? Turn he, your he, head he looked at me. Looked he looked at me, and he was gone. like, he seemed a little bit uncomfortable by my presence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe he saw me at that massage parlor seven years earlier. I don't know. Um, and yeah. he he bolted, and um, I. I never understood why, but of course, now the story is so many years ago. Yeah. Um, 
I'm even like more confused now that I think back about it. Like I, I don't even know like what. You're more like, confused than your first trip. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I just don't know why that would be anyone's reaction to seeing me. Uh-huh. Most people when they see me for the first time, they go, "Oh, you're much shorter than I thought you were." Oh, right, right. That's right? the confusion. That's probably That's the what confusion. it was. Well, uh, from the Kung Fu Genius yeah. podcast, you look like a towering giant. Uh, but uh, they see me in right. person and they see that I'm a manlet. And then they see me and they say, damn, he's tall, way taller than Yeah, way taller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, remember that was the big rumor when our <laughs> podcast started because you used to always put your camera in a way where you look taller. <laughs> and then everyone was like, oh, yeah, Dre is like yeah. way taller than the, the KFG. Player. And then they see us together. We're like more must, or less the same size. Yeah, yeah. He must could dunk. <laughs> yeah, not quite. You can dunk on those kitty <laughs> baskets, dunk on right? The kids, man. Yo. So, yeah, so uh, that Good. was like, those are kind of my first now, two trips. Now, what was the coolest thing that happened on the second trip? Because you had well, the same uh, well, again, thing happen again, on the first well, trip. Again, I, I don't, I mean, it was probably training at the Langting Gym for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really cool. Going to my first instructor class, like as an instructor mm-hmm. in Hong Kong, taught by Sifu Langting. Yeah. And uh, it, it was when um, uh, I, you know, started to piece together some basic Cantonese. And I remember uh, <laughs> very important lessons Sifu Langting gave about Dim Dim Ching, which is every point clear. Okay. And about Dim Dim Ching doesn't mean Dim Dim Teng, doesn't mean every point stop. And he explained the difference between every point clear in the form versus how something might be in fighting. Every Because you do every point clear in the form, it's because you want to make sure you do everything correctly. Right. But that doesn't mean that when you fight, it's stop, no. stop, stop, uh-uh. stop, stop. The fight, you have to have continuous action, yeah. right? And so he, he, he gave this really cool kind of nice. yeah, breakdown. So th- that was my, my second trip. Now, to come back to the point about whether I have actually been to Hong Kong more times than Brooklyn, uh, no. But this trip <clears throat> that we'll be taking uh, in a few weeks now yeah. uh, will be my 27th trip to Hong Kong, wow. I think. Wow. And uh, so, that is something. So, well, what happened was is like I had a seven-year, eight-year gap between those first two trips. Then I took a few trips, maybe six trips to Hong Kong while I was still in the IWTA. <laughs> and then it was basically after that that I just started going all. It was one year. I remember, I went to Hong Kong four times in one year. Wow. They had like uh, they had a, at that time they had a frequent traveler card. If you had been to Hong Kong a certain number of times within like a two-year period or one-year period, you could go into a special lane, like a fast-track lane. And I actually qualified for that. It was so cool because I would like go into Hong Kong after a 15-hour flight and then like, you know, I would go and there would be one lane where no one else would be and I would walk in like I was a baller. And the only reason I could go there is because I was just going to Hong Kong so often, right? It was wild. So, um, wow. That's a, yeah, that so, um, so the thing is, the first trip is super memorable. Mm-hmm. The second trip was also memorable because that was my first time there as a Wing Chun, a, a real Wing Chun practitioner. And then, of course, my last handful of trips were memorable. Blur. No, my last few trips were memorable because, uh, like, my very last trip was before the uh, the pandemic. That was in 2019. Yeah. And I went there specifically to shoot footage for a documentary idea that I have about Yip Man, and that's when we sh- shot all that footage of Ch- uh, Chan Chi Man. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that we shot that. 2019. Course, 2019, mm-hmm. which was after our trip. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful that we shot that because, of course, during the pandemic, uh, uh, Chan Sivu passed away, not not because of COVID, just co- coincidentally. And mm. um, and so I, I have all this HD footage of Chan Sivu telling all these stories. So I remember wow. that trip. The previous trip with you guys was probably the wildest trip we ever had in Hong Kong. <laughs> I've ever had in Hong Kong. Uh, you've then, ever had. Um, wow. And then, you know, before that, you know, it was like, I think six months earlier, I was there for one of my students' weddings. Yeah. Previous trip to that was a trip with Antonio. 
And uh, so I, I remember like those last few trips because they were really standouts. And then the rest of them are a bit of a blur. I remember when I went with Nicole. I remember a couple couple okay. other ones. But but the, oh, they, so I cannot tell you what like on the 14th trip to Hong Kong. I like at this point, mm-hmm. the last few trips I remember, the first two trips I remember and everything else in between. It's just, is just, it's just, it's just like a nuggets of memories. Yeah, nuggets it's of just, memories. But you don't know which trip it was. And, you know, huh. uh Someone, part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because people keep asking for Hong Kong stories. I hope it's not disappointing because so far I haven't really told anything juicy. I've only told one embarrassing story about myself, one cool story (laughs) about Sammo Hung. But really, let's be honest, this podcast has had zero substance so far uh, in terms of like, yeah, but when are you going to give the goods? And it, I was kind of spurned, spurred on to do this episode because one people keep asking about it right and two someone asked if i had ever been in a fight in hong kong so if you're not local to nyc one of the easiest ways for you to improve your wing chun training is to train online with me online private training is tailored toward the individual and geared towards serious practitioners who want to improve their skills or knowledge base I offer two private lesson subscriptions, twice a month and four times a month. Kung Fu Genius listeners use the code KFG online to get one online consultation lesson free with the purchase of any subscription. That code and the links are in the description below. Online private training is a convenient way for you to ask any of the questions you've had about application, form, theory, or even how to teach. Bring a partner to train with you online at absolutely no extra cost. I'll show you how to train with your partner online. Again, use the code KFG online to get a free consultation lesson with the purchase of any online subscription links are in the description below and i'll see you online and uh and uh, have you ever been in a fight and the answer is no no I, I, no 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 i, I don't get what? in fights with i don't start didn't, shit with people didn't something happen in, yes in where you you came out your hotel and you had put you had yeah but that was not a fight that, that was, was a joke. almost fight that, that was, was not almost an almost fight, fight. they that came was, up on you like ah no and that wasn't was like, that wasn't even an almost like, fight right oh, no uh, in, in uh, this was in uh, I think it was in 2011 yeah it was in uh, March or April of 2011 and at that time they were training a lot of young like uh, teenagers maybe. 17, 18 years old. Okay. Uh, maybe they were doing apprenticeships in real estate and they had these real estate flyers. And they're walking <laughs> down the street. They were all wearing these suits. And like every day I would see them uh-huh. and they're handing out real estate flyers to everyone. You know, buy an apartment, buy this, buy that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and almost every day I would go out, they would try to hand me a flyer and it's like, do I look like I'm buying real estate <laughs> in Hong Kong? And they would catch me coming out of a hotel. It's like, yeah. if I'm coming out of a hotel, I'm a tourist. I'm not buying real estate no. in Hong Kong, but they were like so pushy. Yeah. And then sometimes they would almost like tag team each other with like five of them would come at once. Yeah. And as a goof, <laughs> when I walked out of the BP International yeah. Lodge on, uh, on Austin Road, yeah. like five of them came at they me rushed. at the same time, all in these suits, like pushing these flyers in my faces. And I just put up the Wing Chun Jong sound and I said, no, 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 no. Yeah. As a goof. And one of the guys, ah, Wing Chun, Wing Chun. Ah, and they all clapped and laughed and that was it. Oh, That's that was not it. an almost. Uh, it was a goof. It was, it was, it was funny. Fight. It was really it wasn't funny. It was a fight? Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I like... I live in New York City. Uh-huh. If you if if you're smart, you avoid fights in New York City because yeah, things we get can get pretty re- good at that. Well, because things can City. get real grimy in New York City real fast. All right, and <laughs> so the last thing you want to do is be casual about oh who, who you looking at because you don't know who you're talking to in New no, York. You no. gotta be careful. Yeah. So Hong Kong is if you 
if you avoid fights in New York, you're never gonna get in a fight in Hong Kong. You gotta, you gotta really, you gotta really you gotta want to. Start, you gotta yeah. be looking for it in yeah. Hong Kong, right? Uh, I, I did, I did witness an almost fight once, but I wasn't the one involved. I was in a taxi cab with a, oh. I'm, I'll say, a, a, a Hong Kong celebrity. All right. Not, not, not someone super famous, not like an iconic celebrity or anything like that. Okay. Just see someone of note in Hong Kong. Mm. And uh, uh, Hong Kong taxis cannot just pull over anywhere and pick you up. They have to stop at certain tax designated areas. Oh, like, you know, like here taxi in New- stand. Yeah, like, you know, here in New York, you just hail yeah. a, a kid. They a taxi will over. double park. They don't yeah. give a crap. And they'll cut everyone they'll off. They'll cut everyone off yeah. and they'll pick you up. In Hong Kong, especially if there's a double rail, you uh-huh. know, like you always have the double rail between the streets. They can't stop there. And I remember, like, this person I was with was like, we're going to get in this cab right now. And that cab was in a place where you can't really get it. He's like, oh, it's okay. And he opened the door and he goes, just go in. I go in. And the taxi driver looked at him and said, like, I can't pick you up here. It's against the rules. And the person I was with starts screaming at him in Cantonese, like, well, we're in the cab now. You better take us. (laughs) And the guy said, (laughs) no. no. And I was like. Uh, we can go in another cab. Yeah. You're right? like, come on, man. And then he was like, and he starts screaming at the guy in, in Cantonese, right? <laughs> oh, and no. and uh, it starts getting really heated. And I'm like, first of all, taxis are a dime a dozen in yeah. Hong Kong. You can just go with another taxi, right? And we it. got outside and the taxi driver went outside and starts calling the police. And the person I was with slapped the phone out of his hands. <laughs> Yo, and he and what? he was wearing a the the guy was wearing a baseball cap yeah. and just knocked the hat down off. Do him I know like this that. person? Uh, no, you do not. Oh, and uh, and and then I'm standing there and person. I'm going, ain't this a bitch? Okay, like if there's gonna be like I'm a right. foreigner in this, a foreign country. Yeah. If I lay hands on someone, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to be told I can't come to Hong Kong anymore because I have a, something on my record. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going like, Ugh. and then come on, let's just go. And then, yeah, mm, we just walked off, and that was it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but it was, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this. No. Uh, but then there was another. So, so I never. I mean, I, I've had some rigorous training sessions in Hong Kong, but anyone who would a- label even a somewhat contentious chi cell match as like a fight is really someone who's grasping at straws. Oh, I man. had a couple ugly, weird experiences in chi cell in Hong Kong where people were like, you know, oh, oh yeah, of course, well, you're not from Hong Kong, so of course, what, what do you know, or whatever, wow. and then people get a little weird, and then it's like, yeah. okay, so, so, all right, so we're going. territorial. And, and, and yeah, so, and, but I mean, but for me to say, oh no, like I got in a fight in Hong Kong because someone tried, you know, things got rough he in chi cell. No, no. Me. Cheese house, cheese house, fighting yeah. is fighting. Like, right, and Wing Chun right. people need to stop counting their little cheese house scuffles as fights, okay? <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and either way, and even those were nothing that really, it, it was nothing where I left That's the room wild. and the guy wasn't talking to me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't anything like that. But there was another time where there was almost a fight, and that's when I was with you. <laughs> All right, so um, I'll. Oh no! So I'll, I know what you're talking I'll about. I'll set up the story, but you I can, but you can tell about. the details because I'll, I'll let the audience know. Uh, you were you were somewhat involved in this no. situation. All right, so um, this we was, were we were in Hong Kong and it we, we were, were in a nightclub. We were in a nightclub and what we was were the name of that nightclub. Again? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was the name downstairs. Of that one. It was yes. a downstairs spot. 
It's not important. Oh, man. So we're there and we're having a good time. We're dancing. We're doing yeah. our thing, right? Yeah. You're drinking your non-alcoholic sparkling I was, water, right? I was. I was drinking and, uh, and, and, and that's when we were there with like a bunch of my killers, Arnell and oh, Sar and Antonio and, and Martin the and everyone, click. right? The whole crew. That was a very the dangerous click. crew we were with, right? The and most we're, dangerous and we're, and, But we're having danger. a good time. We're yeah. just yeah, having no. a good time, right? That's, that's another then, thing. Someone at the club yeah. looked at you yeah, and yeah, yeah. wasn't having it. No, you know so what was, happened? So what was the deal? Uh, I went to the bar to get a, a club soda. <laughs> and some guy comes up to me. Some, he some European. Like, he sounded like Beardy. Yeah, yeah, I think he was he Finnish beardy, or something like he that. He had a Beardy accent. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he's talking. Maybe he's it was like, Beardy. He's, <laughs> yo, if it was Beardy, then it would be something, right? He comes up to me to, at the bar and he's like, hey, man. What's, what's going on? Was, he's really touchy-feely. And I, I, I'm, I'm the nicest guy. Yeah, you're easygoing. I'm, as, you're I'm as the chill coolest as they guy. Come. But when you're aggressively touching me in yeah. a way, yes. I get triggered. I'm like, yo. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 also you don't know the guy. Yeah. And I said, don't touch me. Right. Like, that was it. Yeah. And then I got my club soda and I walked away. And as I turned from the bar, he's still there. Yeah. And he's just like confused, like, oh, because he probably didn't know what I said to him. Right. But I right, said right. it in the stern voice. Yeah. I turn, I start walking away, and Sar is coming towards the bar to see, what, yo, you, you okay? And I'm like, no, no, we're good, we're good. And we walk away, me and Sar. We walk back to yes. where everyone was. Yes. But this guy is stand, he's at the bar and he you can feel like the 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 spidey sense. Yeah, you feel like on. his his x-ray eyes or whatever, the beams, the yes, eye yes, beams yes. on my neck. I'm like, right. yo, man. You feel the heat yeah, of his view on your neck. And I'm like, yo, what is that? So I was like, what's going on with that guy? What's going on? I was like, nah, man, he's just a, he's overexcited. I don't know what's his deal. So we get over to, to the group, everyone's chilling, and Behind, I, I guess it was like all of us in, in, in a row. We were just standing, and there was tables at the back. Yes. Right? Yes. Where we were. And I went to the table to just like kind of calm down and cool down. I put my drink down, you know, sip. And I'm, I'm at the table by myself, just standing there. And then I look over, and I see the guy coming over. Yeah, he makes a. I remember he made a very aggressive beeline yeah. to you. He he he, and he tries to get. He's he's looking at me, and I look at him, and then I shake my head because I saw Sar tap uh, uh, Antonio. Uh huh. He said, "This the guy. This the guy." Uh huh. And so Antonio. Yeah, well, you know, the weird thing about that is yeah. I think it was like a bunch of, and also if it's kind of like the movie Rashomon. Like, if you asked all of us, we would all have yeah. like a different Everyone take. has the perspective, right? Yeah. Because what I saw <laughs> right. is I just remember like, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of people in the club and, you know, so like it's difficult to single any one person out. I remember I was sitting down with everyone uh -huh. and I just remember a dude making a beeline yeah. to you aggressively. Yeah. And like I caught it really early, uh -huh. and uh, and I stood up, yeah. and then I think Sar was there get, get, getting Antonio, and uh -huh. then Arnell stood up, yeah. and then as the guy came, <laughs> there was all of us standing right yeah. there, right? And and and, 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 I, and I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't even know that I, I, he was going towards you, 
But I wasn't sure if like Sar was involved because mm-hmm. I mean, like if you take a wild guess, Sar is usually the instigator of all things. <laughs> every he's, time, he's yes. in the mix every of time. something. Yes, he's and and uh, and and then you know I'm, I see him make a beeline and I stood up. And like suddenly our whole crew is standing yeah. up and a we're like, wall. and we're flanking you. Right. Yeah. We've like, we become this wall. Right? right. And it's like, he wants to get to me. Now he has a yeah, wall. Now there. he's a wall of like, and Arnell and like <laughs> all are like, and we're all sitting there and, and I'm just thinking like, all right, like right. this is probably going to be something. Right. Uh-huh. And the moment he starts saying something, uh, the security guy, remember, the security guy the was so part. good. He came out like a ninja. Yeah. Like you didn't even see him. And yeah. suddenly you whack. Because he had- saw the whole thing happen to me at the bar. Mm. Mm. He saw what happened at the bar. Uh-huh. So he knew. He was already like, right. we got to watch this guy. Yes. That was the craziest part. Because when I and looked they up. they took that guy out like he, he yesterday's trash, yeah. man. Yeah. He got they just They just grabbed. Boom. Yeah. They tagged him. Those guys, I have to say, were some of the most professional right. security guys because oh, that guy was man. aggressive yeah. and they took him out. Like, they, I think the one guy didn't have him in a chokehold. He just had him by the neck yeah. and he pulled him. And the other guy had his arm. Right. And they just took him out took him like upstairs. yesterday's trash. Yeah, yeah upstairs, upstairs, right? Upstairs, actually. And that was it. And, and they told that guy to go and yeah. that was it. And he came back and everything was cool. And the yeah, music he came the, back. He said, the, the, the security said, you know, something to us, right? Yeah. He was like, you know, don't worry about it. We, you know, uh, Right. Real, real nice, real nice, yeah, cool guy. That was crazy. But that 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 um that trip also had another crazy thing that happened. Let me let me tell you. Let me just point out that that guy. The reason why I was shaking my head, uh huh, because I knew what he his intent was. Uh huh. He wanted to come at me. Uh huh. But I knew what he had to get through to right. get to me. Right. And I was just like, oh. yeah, he had to get through all of us. I was just like. Oh. <laughs> Why? Well, maybe. Why but but I'm just thinking, well, he this, just had to try to get through Arnell, yeah. and that would have been it. It would have been disastrous for <laughs> yeah. him. That was, was totally wild. like, oh, man. Yeah, that on, was bro. totally wild, man. The, totally all wild. the bangers. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So, Ooh. so Ooh, like, you know, scary. people ask, like, oh, have you ever almost been in a fight? And like, yeah, with this guy. <laughs> All right. Managed so many Jesus. trips to Hong Kong without any oh problems. And then I go I go with, with my whole New York crew and then forget man. about it. So I totally oh, wow. That was a stuff. really great trip, man. We had a we had a really good time. That was that trip. classic. I'm looking forward to You this was about to say trip. mention something else. I was gonna mention something what else. Should we mention, mention something else? I don't else? know if we should something else that happened in that trip. I, I don't know if we should go there. All right, we're not gonna <laughs> say. So you know what we do you, 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 because actually there was a fight, okay? But but it it wasn't involving the people. One you would think you weren't there. I wasn't. You didn't. Know okay, about you know what? It. You didn't know about it until, here, here, here's, until here's what I'm gonna do. Here, here's what I'm gonna do. Right. I'll tell the story without any names, okay? Because the punchline of the story is that all of you kept it from me, okay? <laughs> all right? So, so, so here's what happened, all right? On one, on one of the nights, uh-huh. you guys, you know, go out or whatever. Yeah. And so we had, as we mentioned, a relatively sizable crew of dudes. Yeah. And I think, 10 of us. I think one of the dudes mm-hmm. might have had a little bit too much to drink. Okay. Sauce involved, yeah. And so uh, you guys were coming back from the club, mm-hmm. and it was late. And in Hong Kong, if you're out past 1 a.m., the trains stop. Oh, yes, so, right. That's right. So that means if you're like out in, the club, in a you're out in the club, you got to take a cab to go yeah. back, right? So um, you guys <laughs> get in a cab, and there's like a certain number of people that can go in the cab. Yeah. 
And so it was like there was one, I think one cab of people and then the second one or something like that. And yeah, one, there was another cab waiting for and other, one of the students, yeah. will not say who it was. He wanted to ride wanted in to the, go into the cab, into the cab with, with another us. one. Okay. And and that student said, Hey, there's no room in here. You can't go, you gotta go in the next one. Right. But this inebriated student was like, <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I wanna be in this cab. Uh, no. And I think the student who was yeah. already in the cab was maybe a little bit tired yeah. of the other students' inebriated ways. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to tell him to go. And then the student starts coming at him. Yeah. Like, he really wants to get in the cab. Oh, man. So then the one who is not... It's so <laughs> difficult because I can't say any names. Right? It makes the story real <laughs> so clunky, right? He gives him, according to him, yeah. ch- because his other arm was occupied, yeah. he gives him chain-inch punches. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Chain-inch to keep punches. him from going in the but, cab. And he goes... Like this, right? On but the chest or something, I, right? Can I just point out? Yeah. Were you in that cab? I was in the middle. You were in the middle. I think. Or someone oh, yeah. Hey! hey. <laughs> Beep that out. Beep that out. All right? Think, no names. Beep that out, Andrew. All right? I think there was someone here. <laughs> and also put like a box over his face when he says that so no, one, so, so no one could read his lips. There was someone here. Okay. I'm here. The puncher, <laughs> the puncher is here. Was here. All right? The punchy is here. Oh, he's on the other side. So it happened in front of my face. Oh. I saw the punches go boom, boom, boom. I understood the story that he, he was on the same side on the door. He's punching across. across. He's on the one side of the cab, yeah. punching and he's across not punching on the other like side. This. He's punching with his arm. And, <laughs> and he gave him chain inch punches one handed to keep him out. Across and I remember the student later, he yeah. told me, Hey, Sivu, man, that really works. <laughs> he was like, it was like the first time. He's like, yeah, because in Wing Chun, you have to improv, right? Yeah. Sometimes you cannot apply the technique exactly the way uh, maybe you did in practice. You have to come up with something, right? And so, so he's, he's like improving with yeah, his skills yeah. and it's keeping this guy out, right? Okay. So then the student stays out. Yeah. Apparently gets in his own cab. Yeah. And here's the thing. You guys come back to the crib. So we had a big Airbnb mm-hmm. where we had a common hall that we shared. And each each person that was in the crew had their own room and each room had its own bathroom. So it's like we had our own right. hotel room in a larger hotel room with a shared common area. <laughs> you guys come back and I'm I'm asleep You're in my room. I'm out, right? Out I'm asleep. Count. And once I, because you guys were out, I was, I, I, you know, maybe I went out with some yeah. Maxivo or something and I came back at 10 and I just right. went to bed. You guys right. are out doing your thing. You come back. Dope. And apparently there was still some saltiness yeah. after what had happened at the taxi. Yeah. And so, so I'm, we get I'm back. out. I'm asleep. We get back in the cab. Mm-hmm. And the puncher. Uh-huh knows the punchy so well that he's going to want to fight yeah and the funny thing is everyone is friends upstairs but there's alcohol involved and and let's just say the punchy so to avoid waking you up yeah but hold on hold on yeah but let's just say because we need to give the audience some perspective Uh because they they might be thinking about like five or six well-mannered adults like Mm. you and me okay all right and this was oh no the punchy the punchy was kind of young yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, let's just say like high, strong, you know, kind of young and full of energy and yeah. not entirely 
mature as an adult yet. Yeah. All right. But a lot of fun and we love him to death. He's right. a great student. Very enthusiastic. Yes. But, you know, a little on the young side, maybe not like the most mature in his decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas the rest of us are grown ass men. Right. Okay. Right. He was a man, but not a grown ass man. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, just to give some perspective. Yeah. All right. So younger, let's say in the early 20s. Okay. okay? We've all been there. We've all been, I was a shithead in my early 20s. Absolutely. Jackass. Yeah. I wasn't. You. I was great. <laughs> okay. So now explain what happened. So we get out the cabin to avoid a fight upstairs in the... The hotel. Hotel. The Airbnb. Airbnb. It's difficult to say what that was we were in, but it was cool. Right? Uh, Puncher wants to wait downstairs for Punchy to get back from the, from the, from the cab. From the cab, right? Because uh, you guys arrived first. Yes. Because obviously first. your cab went and first. We know. He had to come second, so he would be, he'd be know. coming later. Punchy was going to be like punchy, ready to, punchy. to attack. Not punchy. Yeah. Punchy, punchy was ready to attack, right? So he gets there, he gets out the cab, and of course, lo and behold, he wants to attack and retaliate. Still drunk, obviously. Yeah. Because I think if he was sober, to, he wouldn't even think about it. We knew doing we this. had to keep it separate. Yeah. Me and, and, and my uh, entourage. Yes. The crew, the so boys. We knew, we yeah. knew. We had to separate the, the, yes. the, the punchy. Yes. And that became a whole nother thing. And eventually, um, Mark, I want to say his name, Martin, because Martin didn't fight anybody. He had to take Punchy upstairs. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Is your Apple Watch talking to yeah, you? Yeah. Take like a dictation? All right. Yeah. Okay, so you can mention Martin. He was, a, I suppose, a neutral party. Yeah, he, he had to take Punchy upstairs and, and hold him down and... Because he's all aggro yeah, and aggressive, right? Yeah, and he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Martin too. Like he, yeah, like I heard. Martin. Yeah. And this is happening in he the room, and I'm sleeping the next. So, and I'm out. I don't know any of this is going on. I'm like, you know, I'm getting right. my, you know, forty right. winks, and like, you know, we I'm. Could I'm not a, figure out how you did not find no, out. No, because one, uh, uh, the, the, yeah. the little known fact about the KFG, once I fall asleep, uh -huh. you could have a marching band next to me, and I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm it? out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a talent in yes, itself. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, that's a talent. Yeah. But um yeah, they they we eventually made it to McDonald's. Uh-huh. And and made a truce and hashed everything out. Hashed everything out. Yes. Yeah. And Over then, burgers. And then Yeah. You guys did not tell me about this. You so the next you found out through yeah, but I found out months later. <laughs> like we had already been back to. I remember I found out around Christmas time, and uh -huh. the trip was in August. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was this weirdness between you guys, like you know, out in the uh -huh. club, and like you know, someone drank too much, and someone got punched, someone wanted to fight, and they're thrashing in the room next to me while I'm yeah out right. And then, so obviously the next day there would probably be some residual weirdness, but you guys had hashed it out and because I'm the <laughs> sea group, yeah. you guys wanted to make sure that this, didn't, that this didn't get to me because you yeah. didn't want me getting upset like right. that my students right. are acting like straight jackasses <laughs> in Hong Kong, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, and you guys, you road. guys <laughs> did such a good, I didn't find out about right. it until December and I, I forgot think, who uh, spilled the beans. I think I know. Yeah. So someone spilled Barry, the beans. Sifu Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, right? Because he Barry found out from some. Barry wasn't Antonio. even there. And then yeah. he told me, I was like, what? Yeah. And then I found, and then I'm like, I was like, yeah, it was true. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but kudos to you guys 
for for because I mean, imagine like if your boys like if sometimes boys yeah. will be boys and they get in fights with yeah. each other, but there's always like still even if they're cool, there might still be a little weirdness the mm-hmm. next day unless they really hugged it out. Yeah, yeah. And someone else would kind of uh, uh, would kind of notice, but you guys really, I didn't know at all. And like we went back, and then you know yeah. everyone was training in the school, and everything right. was cool, and yeah, I never, I never uh, was never the wise. We we had like we had that happen. We hashed it out as much as we could, and then next day we were just like kind of like back to normal. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, because I know and that kind just, of weird. Just yeah. went into forget. We just forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's also like yeah. Sometimes even in martial arts training, mm-hmm. you go a little too hard in sparring. Ah, yeah. Okay, you kind of hug it out. And yeah, everything's yeah, like, yeah. Right? It, was, it was that. Yeah, so I mean, um, they're brothers. Regardless, they were always like tight. Yeah, in some, yeah. In some form, right? Yeah, so absolutely. That's so, what made it so funny. I when it was happening. I was like, yo, like I tried to break it up. You know, you know, you know what the problem with you saying that about Martin trying to bring things up, you know, trying to keep the peace Mm -hmm. is that I basically said everyone who was on the trip earlier in this episode. Mm -hmm. And you just said you weren't one of the guys because you were one of these guys. And you said Martin wasn't one of those guys. So by process of elimination, you are giving away. Not really. Not really. Oh, come on. (laughs) Not really. Because there was about eight to ten of us. Okay, listen. Oh, wait, now the group got bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it could have been the girl that was with us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we also had Monica. Yes, no yeah. Uh, see, uh, now it. <laughs> Yo, Dre. <laughs> wow. Could have been know, Monica is the puncher. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you, uh, so this is weird. We want to do Hong Kong stories, and yeah. I think I've done my best to avoid any stories of substance. I told almost no kung fu stories, <laughs> almost no training stories, right. almost no. It, it's yeah, just right. been nothing but piffle. All yeah. right. This was also the trip that had the famous uh, story that you repost every every month, saying never the Van, forget the, the, the when we saw Van Dam. Oh, the Van Dam. Yeah. Yes. That was. Funny. Yeah, well, we ran into Van Damme. That and was something. He was in a, a certain mind state. That Maybe whole later. night was a funny That night was wild. That, that was, was crazy. Wild night. I'm so excited about this year's trip to Hong Kong. Right. I know when this episode comes out, this episode may come out a week or maybe even during while we're in Hong Kong. Oh, but, wow. you know, I just want to say, if anyone wants to come to Hong Kong with us, there's going to be no chain inch punching in cabs or any such nonsense, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. This I think is what happens when I come with my knuckleheads, <laughs> yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably really the reason why I decided, let me do a trip to Hong Kong where it's not mainly just my boys coming, but like people from all over, podcast listeners, right, right. all those guys can come back and just be a normal tour guide and not have yeah. to deal with my rambunctious <laughs> lot of nonsense. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think, I think um, Andrew and... Uh, Jose and myself can uh, like fly the flag for you. You know what I mean? Like, just don't Jose. embarrass me, guys. Don't embarrass. Well, me. you just won't Ooh. find out about it for six months. <laughs> for six months, right? <laughs> Keep it under the rug. Homie. Oh hell yeah! Keep it under the rug. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I, I I thought when I was so nervous about doing this episode. Oh yeah. Be- because like I said at the beginning, there are a lot of stories that I really can't tell because there are people who are. You just got to tell the edited version. Yeah, but 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 also I think it could like process of elimination. People could like, uh, you know, figure it out or whatever. But, but the, I do I do want to end on kind of a serious note. Yeah. 
Um, because uh, talking about uh, my late friend, uh, uh, Tan Man, you know, Tan Man was an early period student of Grandmaster Yip Man from the very earliest yes, period of Yip Man's teaching, right? The, uh, the restaurant union, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys had the chance to go to his house oh, and man, talk to him. It was amazing. Epic. He loved your, you had that Kung Fu, the Tong Chong, the jacket. Yeah. And he loved that. Uh, he was like, oh, he thought it was great. I wore that for him. Yeah. You wore that for him. And he had the photos of him with Yip Man on the wall in his house and stuff. He's amazing. His daughter, Judy, is absolutely amazing. It's wooden dummy in the bedroom. Yeah. It was interesting because one of the, um, uh, you know, I was never a Chan Sifu student, you know, but he always treated me in a, in a I want to say special way. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not uh, to be in any competition with his actual students. Uh, but like every time I went there, he took time, he spoke with me and I'll always remember uh, he told me... Um, he told me two things that were interesting because I, I always like to talk to people who are a little older mm -hmm. um, because as I get older myself and I look back at, you know, the past and how I how I reacted to things or how I now think about things and like y you chill out quite a bit when you get older. And I like talking to people who've been around for a while mm. because they really they know they know what's important and what you, you don't need to sweat and. And also you get a perspective, you know, from them. Like, yeah. you know, my, my, my uncle Papi, I always talk about my uncle Papi. Yeah. He's 99 years old. Man. And uh, every Bless time him. I see him, I say, hey, Papi, how are you doing? He says, I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and just like to be like, wow, when you're that age and still to be like so kind of sarcastic and snarky. And Chan Sifu told me two things, he said. Uh, one, that he feared uh, uh, losing his mind. You know, he says one of the worst things if you get older is when you no longer have your mental like faculties. And and I remember he said uh, he said something interesting. He says, you know, I can deal with dying anyway, but I don't want to go out like that. Mm. And I remember when he told me that, like he, he doesn't want that slow fade into oblivion and stuff. I don't mean to get all dark and stuff, no. but I thought it was interesting. Like to, to be, he said, but any other way doesn't scare me. Huh. And then uh, and then on another occasion, I was I was eating with him in his house. And he told me, he said, um, I don't have any hope for Wing Chun in Hong Kong. And I remember, like, what he, I was like, oh, wow. he says, you know, the, the current generation, they don't care about traditional stuff anymore. They don't care about traditional culture. But to be fair, I think this criticism could be leveled at any generation. Every generation thinks the current generation doesn't care about anything that came before. But that's just because okay. they only care about the stuff they're into now. And when they're old, the stuff they were into now is the old stuff. You know mm. what I mean? So, but uh, it, it, it's, it, I think it's kind of a self-perpetuating thing. But he told me like, oh, you know, in Hong Kong, he goes, the current generation, he goes, they cannot train the way we used to train back then. Mm. And he says, you know, in, in those days, we, we could do the Siunam Tao form for a very long time without much else. You know, if Sivu Yip Man told us to do the form and practice and do it slowly, we just did it. We didn't go, oh, what is this for? What, uh, why do we got to do this? Or why? We, just, we just did it. Because that was the enjoyment. We knew that if we put in the time, we would eventually learn more. Hmm. It was the new generation. They don't have the patience for that. And as a result, he feels that their achievements are not very great. He said, you know, like, uh, all people say, like, Wing Chun doesn't have, like, a hard punch or Wing Chun doesn't really fight or whatever. He goes, we all had really hard punches back then because we hit the wall back and we were very serious. He goes, just the new generation doesn't want to put in the time. Wow. Uh, and he goes, so I don't have any hope for Hong Kong. But he goes, but I have hope for you. And I remember when he said that, I, I, I have to. I, I got a little teary, and I was yeah. trying like to fight it. You ever like 
Wow. You, you ever get kind of teary and you're like, dude, dude, don't cry. Don't cry. And he goes mm -hmm. like, he goes because Westerners, he says many Westerners come to Hong Kong and they have to go out of their way. They have to pay a lot of money to come to Hong Kong. They have to learn about the culture. They have to deal with things that are foreign to them and difficult for them because they love the Kung Fu so much. They're willing to put up with that. They can, as the Chinese say, eat bitter. Yeah. And he says, and, and as a result, they really respect it. And then they go back to their countries and they share our culture with foreigners. And he says, and we don't even have that here anymore. Damn. And he said, um, but you are very, because he had seen my student Arnell with his yeah. long pole. And I remember that was a very proud moment for me where my student Arnell, when we were there, was holding Lok Yu's long pole because Chen Chi-man had Lok Yu's long pole. And Arnell was doing some of the basics and Chen Chi-man said, hey, your student can do the long pole very well. And it was like, because it's one thing if you get praised within your own lineage. It's another thing if mm. someone from another, I mean, yes, it's all Yip Man lineage, but like from a different era, he said that. And I was like really proud that he thought yeah. my student like did the long pole really well. And then on this night, he says like, you know, he goes, you, you really respect Kung Fu. You really promote it. And he goes, Wing Chun's future is in guys like you. And I'm not saying that to be self-promoting or anything wow. like that. He also meant just like the people who really respect it and, and, and develop it and bring it out. I'm not saying it's just me, obviously. But it was weird because I felt a sudden moment of like, until that point, I taught my students not because of the preservation of Wing Chun. Mm -hmm. For me, Wing Chun was a vehicle to help my students get better. You want to learn, the one guy wants to learn self-defense the Wing Chun is self-defense for him. The other guy loves the Yip Man movies and wants to like learn Kung Fu. He comes for that. The other person has a Bruce Lee thing, wants to learn the original art Bruce Lee did. Yeah. The other person just wants to blow off steam because they have a job they work for eight hours a day that they hate and this is their third place. Mm -hmm. So for me, I always felt like I'm a service provider for my students and Wing Chun is just a vehicle for whatever they need. But that was the first time where it was like, but there's also a legacy of Wing Chun. Where's Wing Chun going to be in 10 years? Where's Wing Chun going to be in 20 years? And that was the first time I ever, like, I didn't, I never thought of myself as a spoke in the wheel of, and I still don't, by the way. I thought just one of many. Um, but when he said that, it felt weird because I felt like suddenly he kind of like gave me some responsibility. Like, mm. but it's not me. Wow. Uh, it's, I think That's everyone sick. who teaches and promotes Wing Chun and does it with heart and some zest you know, uh, whether it's the Wong Sun Leung lineage or the Leung Ting lineage or Ho Kam Ming or Mo Yat or Choi Sung Tin or whatever, if you are a current representative of that lineage, you owe it to the people who came before you to pass it on and do it in an authentic way. Mm. Uh, not just whether the technique's the exact way your Sifu taught you, that's very impossible, but I mean like with the heart. And that was like a huge, that was almost like he was saying, I mean, I, I don't think he put that much thought into it because he, he was just trying to be nice to me. But it, it, but it was a moment where it was like, he's like, Wing Chun's future is only in people like you who really come and care about it because there's no future for Wing Chun in Hong Kong. And, and to see one of Yip Man's original students say, there is no future for Wing Chun in oh. Hong Kong. Uh, was, it was a little bit of a gut punch, but it was yeah. also a little bit of like, a, well, maybe it is up to all the other people who are out there promoting it to kind of keep the thing alive. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Kung Fu Genius. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Kung Fu Genius, hit that bell for notifications. And if you have any questions or topics you want me to cover in a future episode, go ahead and write those in the comments below. And as always, I'll see you guys 
next time. Word is I'm a kung fu genius. Technique speaks for me, not lineage. Forget Jet Li, cause I'm the one. Many call me Sifu, but to you I'm Seagung. And I produce masters. You surpassed us. Your kung fu stiffer than corpse and caskets. City Wing Chung is the house I built. Violate the gate and your blood gets spilt. Alex Richter, always the victor. Bing! Binga. Whoa, take it easy. Jesus, take it easy, Yo, Dre's. Did you... Yo, it's oh, after yeah, dark. All right, Andrew, this is the second video. I don't know, for whatever reason, it crapped out or something like that. Find a picture of, of I don't know, some amusing celebrity that Seagull right. looks yeah, like. Uh, that looks like me. Uh, da David Faustino from yeah. Married with Children. Uh, <laughs> the genius will be telling Hong Kong stories. Yeah. Lots of gems. Apologies. I couldn't hear what you said. Sorry. She keeps getting triggered. All right, peeps, on today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering all sorts of hot nonsense. Well, no, wait, there won't be any answering of hot nonsense. The genius will be telling Hong Kong stories. To pause? It's too much pause. Too much. It's one thing if you pause for dramatic effect. It's another thing if you pause because you're trying to think of what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that was painfully obvious on that take. All right, peeps. On today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be answering no hot nonsense from YouTube, but will be telling Hong Kong stories. Oh. What? You don't like that? <laughs> All right, peeps. On today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be telling Hong Kong stories. Lots of gems. Lots of one-inch chain punches. Lots. What? No, 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 inch. no. Chain inch punches. Chain yes. inch punches. Chain inch punches. All right, peeps. On today's episode of the Kung Fu Genius, the genius will be telling Hong Kong stories. Wow. Oh, I could for a long night. Let's never do another uh, Hong Kong stories ever again. I'm yes, not telling next any week. Stories. Hong Kong stories next week. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Oh no, we don't dance and party all night and drink some cherry wine. <laughs>